Welcome to the Bible Answer Man broadcast with Christian Research Institute President Hank Hanegraaff. Our mission at CRI is not only to equip you with sound biblical teaching and spiritual discernment, but to help you become a winsome and fruitful witness of Jesus Christ. Because the credibility of our faith hinges on the answers we provide to life's biggest questions, there's often not a second chance to get those answers right. To learn more or to find resources to help you grow in grace, call 888-7000-CRI. That's 888-7000-274. Or go to our website at equip.org. That's equip.org. The following program was pre-recorded. And now, here's Hank Hanegraaff. Thank you very much, Randy. As always, you can contact us via the mail at Box 8500, Charlotte, North Carolina, zip code 28271. Oh, I want to devote this broadcast today to our resource of the month. And the reason that I put such emphasis on this resource is that ultimately it's about how and where you will spend eternity. The resource, again, is titled On Wealth and Poverty. It's by St. John Chrysostom. I had the privilege of writing the foreword. You can find it on the web at equip.org. And again, it is available for all of you who stand shoulder to shoulder with me in the battle for life and truth. Here's the point of the parable. If you are rich, and certainly most of us are, at least by world standards. You immediately realize that wealth is worthless apart from virtue. And if you are poor, you will refrain from thinking that poverty is an evil in itself. So we learn from this parable, this parable of the rich man and Lazarus, not to call the rich man fortunate, nor the poor man unfortunate. For the rich are not those who collect many possessions, but rather those who need few possessions. And the poor man, well, the poor man is not the one who has no possessions, but the one who has myriad desires. This says St. John Chrysostom is what we ought to consider the definition of poverty and wealth. And thus, if we observe someone greedy for many things, we should consider that person the poorest of all. If, on the other hand, you see someone whose desires are modest, You should count him the richest of all. The essence of this matter is always, always, always a disposition of the heart. The ultimate disposition of the heart, says St. John, is to pin these words on the seat of your being in all you do. 
remember the end of your life, and then, well, and then you will never sin. While we are yet in the body, we have good hopes. When we depart, we have no longer the option of repentance. And for this reason, we must continually make ourselves ready for our departure from this life. Think about it. What if God wishes to call you this evening or tomorrow? The fact of the matter is our future is unknown, and thus we must always be prepared for the time of our departure. Just as Lazarus was patient in endurance. But for the rich man, it was not so. Death came. And when it came, it quenched all of his luxuries. Death came and took him captive and led him away. You can picture it. He's hanging his head. He's now groaning with shame. He's trembling. He's afraid. As if, as if he had enjoyed all his luxuries as in a dream. For in an instant, he became a supplicant to Lazarus. He begged from the table of one who earlier had gone hungry and had been exposed to the mouths of dogs. When the rich man departed, when he left the theater of this present life, when he put aside his mask, he was revealed as the poorest of all in that other world. So poor, in fact, that he was not master of even a drop of water, but had to beg for this and did not even obtain a single drop of water by begging. What? What could be poorer than this poverty? For just, just as the torment of Lazarus was made harsher by the fact that he lay at the gate of the rich man and saw others' prosperity, so the rich man's retribution was made harsher by the fact that he lay in hell and sought Lazarus's comfort. In order that he might have a more unendurable punishment, not only by the nature of his torments, but also by the comparison of Lazarus's reward. From Lazarus, we learn that all who suffer curses and injustice among us will stand before us in that other life. In the other world, there is no need of witnesses. There's no need for accusers. There's no need for evidence, no need for proof. 
the deeds themselves, just as we have done them appear before our very eyes. If we provide for those in need spiritually and financially, we shall obtain great plenty. And this is why God has allowed you to distribute the riches of the kingdom to those in need, both physical riches as well as spiritual riches. And this is what happened to the blessed Abraham. Remember the story? It took place on the plains of Mamre. There dwelt Abraham. He had an abode. But from that abode, he reached out to those who were, were passing by his gate. And through his generosity, he ended up receiving the Lord and two angels. Think about that. Little did he know, as he was angling for those in need, that he would entertain the triune God. When we read of what Abraham did, now in the parable called Father Abraham, we ought to emulate him. For rather than discarding or neglecting those at his gate, he welcomed them in and fed them. And we might well do the very thing, and in the process may end up entertaining angels. Again, on wealth and poverty, it is an incredible resource. It is a resource I don't think you can get enough of, a resource that you can read again and again, and each time be transfixed by the fact that life is but a vapor, here today, gone tomorrow. You know, the parable of the Lord, which he spoke so powerfully, that parable of the rich man and Lazarus is of extraordinary benefit to us. When we come back from the break, I want to emphasize that when Christ communicates this parable, he at the same time underscores the absolute necessity for you and I to immerse ourselves in the precious Word of God. Be back in just a few with more of the special edition of the Bible Answer Men broadcast. In John Chrysostom's Christian classic on wealth and poverty, the words of Christ take center stage. I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. As you did to the least of these, my brethren, you did to me. Full of timeless truth on wealth and poverty is a book with a message that is certain to leave readers eternally transformed. To receive your copy of On Wealth and Poverty, call 888-7000-CRI and make a gift to support the Christian Research Institute's life-changing outreaches, 888-7000-CRI, or visit us at equip.org. Stay with us. Hank Hanegraaff will be back with more right after this.
Truth Matters, Life Matters More by Hank Hanegraaff is essentially two books in one. Because Truth Matters, Part 1 equips Christians to defend the essential truths of the historic Christian faith. In Part 2, Hank explains why life matters more and how we can experience the height of human existence, union with God in Christ. Simply put, the map is not the territory, the menu is not the meal. We cheat ourselves of authentic union with Christ when we elevate the message above the Messiah. Truth Matters, Life Matters More is a modern classic and the magnum opus of one of the great theological minds of our time. To receive Truth Matters, Life Matters More, simply call 888-7000-CRI and make a gift in support of the life-changing work of the Christian Research Institute. That's 888-7000-CRI or go online to equip.org. In John Chrysostom's Christian classic on wealth and poverty, the words of Christ take center stage. I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. As you did to the least of these, my brethren, you did to me. On wealth and poverty is full of timeless truth and to absorb its message is to be eternally transformed. What we do for the poor and the downtrodden, those in need of food and water, and those who hunger and thirst for the riches of Christ's kingdom, reflects the ultimate reality of our inner state, revealing whether we are of Christ or whether we are not. To receive your copy of On Wealth and Poverty, call 888-7000-CRI and make a gift to support the Christian Research Institute's life-changing outreaches, 888-7000-CRI, or visit us at equip.org. That's equip. The Christian Research Journal is CRI's award-winning magazine, combining eye-catching design with well-researched articles to equip believers in doctrine, defense, and discernment. The Christian Research Journal's primary commitment is to contend earnestly for the faith that was once for all delivered to the saints. In keeping with this commitment, the journal's mission is both evangelistic and pastoral furthering the proclamation and defense of the historic gospel of Jesus Christ and helping his followers distinguish between essential Christian doctrine and doctrine that is peripheral, aberrant, or heretical. In an age of subjectivism and moral relativism, may Christians ground their faith and values in the objective, reliable testimony of Holy Scripture. Start your subscription to the Christian Research Journal today. Call 888-7000-CRI or go online to equip.org. That's equip.org. Now back to the Bible Answer Man broadcast and your host, Hank Hanegraaff. Thank you very much, Randy. We're talking about the parable of the rich man and Lazarus. And of course, we're paraphrasing or in some cases directly quoting from the book by St. John Chrysostom titled On Wealth and Poverty. I had the privilege of writing the foreword even though I was born 1,600 years after St. John Chrysostom. And I have seldom come across a resource that I was more passionate about, a resource that I read over and over again. As some of you know, I almost died twice last year. And God has brought this book into my life, I think, 
not only into my life, but into my life so that I might encourage you to read and reread this resource as well. It's a little book, just six sermons, but they will transform your life. If you take this seriously, not only in the present, but in the life that is to follow, and this life is but a drop in the ocean of time. Again, the resource you can find on the web for your support at equip.org, or when you write me at Post Office Box 8500, Charlotte, North Carolina, zip code 28271. Throughout his sermon, these six sermons that we're talking about, St. John speaks again and again of the criticality of reading the Scriptures. He points out that ignorance of Scripture is a great cliff. It's a deep abyss. Ignorance of Scripture has led to heresies, has led to a corrupt way of life. The Scriptures are replete with wisdom that transforms. They cause us to properly consider this life, this life and its significance with respect to the life that is to come. Because once we are in eternity, there is no, no changing of our fate. And that truth is substantiated throughout the Scriptures. Recall the five virgins who begged oil from their companions and did not obtain it. Recall the man who had buried his talent in the earth who had made many excuses, but, but was condemned all the same. And for those who, like the rich man, did not feed Lazarus when he was hungry, nor give him drink when he was thirsty, no pardon, no excuse could rescue. Think for a moment about the two requests that the rich man made of Father Abraham. First, he asked that Lazarus provide him with but a single drop of water, and yet was denied even that. And second, he requested that Lazarus warn his brothers so that they would not experience a torment such as what he was even now experiencing. The first request was impossible to grant. How can you go from one place to another in eternity? The second request was superfluous. The poignancy of these truths are so pertinent that we ought to paint them on the walls of our hearts. We have to paint them there such that they are never obliterated by forgetfulness. So how does Father Abraham respond to the rich man? Well, his reply is profound. Remember the words? These are the words, of course, of our Lord. They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. 
In Abraham's reply, we realize how great the care of God is for those who are created in his image and likeness. He has given us a multitude of teachers to to advise us, to counsel us, to admonish us, teachers that the rich man neglected during his earthly sojourn. But see how the rich man responds. He has the temerity, the reckless boldness to say, no, Father Abraham, but if someone rose from the dead, they will believe him. They will believe him. In truth, however, they will not. How many hear the scriptures and and hold them in contempt? How many as yet ridicule Moses and the prophets? How many consider scripture a mere series of unfounded stories? So how does Father Abraham reply? His words, I think, are worth repeating. If they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they listen if if someone rises from the dead. The Jewish leaders living at the time of Christ proved that this was indeed so, for they neither heeded the words of Scripture, nor were they convinced by Christ's resurrection from the dead. In fact, remember the story after Christ had resurrected Lazarus, not the Lazarus we're talking about now, but the Lazarus who was the brother of Mary and Martha, after Christ resurrected that Lazarus, the Jewish leaders tried to kill him. And in yet another instance, they assaulted the apostles, although many of the dead had been resurrected at the hour of the cross, as we read in Matthew chapter 27 in order to learn another reason why, why the teaching of the prophets is more worthy of belief than the report of those who rise from the dead. Consider this. Consider this fact that every dead person is a servant, but, but the scriptures utter what the master has uttered. So even if a dead person rises, even if an angel descends from heaven, the scriptures are more worthy of belief than any one of them. For the master of the angels, the Lord of the dead, the Lord of the living himself gave the scriptures their transcendent authority. And yet, nevertheless, despite the power of Scripture, the wicked and the rebellious do not come to their senses, do not alter their lives until until it is too late. Therefore, says the preacher, says St. John Chrysostom, Therefore, let us not seek to hear from dead people what the Scriptures teach us far more clearly. 
If God knew that dead people by rising could help the living, <laughs> he would have worked everything out for our good and would not have omitted or neglected such a great benefit. Besides, if dead people were going to rise continually from the dead and report to us everything about the other world, in time, we would hold even this in contempt. For this reason, God does not allow anyone to return from the dead and tell us what happens hereafter. If God were to allow such things, the devil would take advantage and use such returns from the other life as a basis of introducing all sorts of false teachings. Of course, this is one of the reasons in my book, Afterlife, what you need to know about heaven, the hereafter, and near-death experiences. I talk about near-death experiences, and I expose them for what they are, counterfeits. The real truth is found in the enduring Word of God. As I close out this broadcast once again, I want to place emphasis on, on Wealth and Poverty by St. John Chrysostom, our resource of the month. It is worth its weight in gold. It's available for all of you who stand shoulder to shoulder with us in the battle for life and truth. Get a copy for yourself and for someone that you dearly love, maybe for many people. Again, you can find it on the web at equip.org. So long for now. Thank you for listening to the Bible Answer Man broadcast with Hank Hanegraaff. The beauty of the Christian classic on wealth and poverty is that by absorbing its message, you may well arrive at a true valuation of things. It is a pearl of greatest value in the treasure chest of Christian teachings. Those who absorb its message will be eternally transformed, assured that whatever your status in this life, rich or poor, you will experience the quintessence of wealth in the life that is to come. To receive your copy of On Wealth and Poverty by John Chrysostom, call 888-7000-CRI and make a gift to support the Christian Research Institute's life-changing outreaches, 888-7000-CRI, or visit us at equip.org. That's equip.org. You can also write CRI at Post Office Box 8500, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28271. The preceding program was pre-recorded. The Bible Answer Man broadcast is funded by listeners like you. We're on the air because truth matters and life matters more. John Chrysostom's Christian classic on wealth and poverty is an exposition of Christ's parable of the rich man and Lazarus. The contrast between modern prosperity preachers and Chrysostom could not be starker. For the prosperity preacher, Christ is a means to our ends, leading many to the master's table, not for the love of the master, but for what is on his table. The glory of the cross exchanged for the glory of consumerism, a crude commodification of the cross. On Wealth and Poverty is not a feel-good book for a feel-good generation. It is a message filled with truths that transform, thundering from the past with prophetic urgency for the present. 
To receive your copy of On Wealth and Poverty, call 888-7000-CRI and make a gift to support the Christian Research Institute's life-changing outreaches, 888-7000-CRI, or visit us at equip.org. That's equip.org.